Hi, everyone. This is Abhishek from ShakeTheCosmos.com. My guest today is Chris. Chris is an experienced sales and business development leader. He's worked at top companies like Salesforce, Microsoft, and Dropbox. He led cross-functional teams to help Fortune 500 enterprises meet their technology goals and successfully negotiated numerous six- and seven-figure deals. Chris is also a Berkeley MBA graduate. Go Bears! He's a marathon runner and a triathlete. His currently passion project is writer for knowyourbest.com, a recently launched personal growth blog, which I love, that it provides personal inspirational articles and tips on goal achievement, personal development, and success. Chris is based in San Francisco. All right. Thanks so much for joining me, Chris, today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Abhishek. All right. So I, we're going to jump right into it. And I consider you a learning expert. And I would love to kind of hear a little bit more about your own journey. So we can set the context and love to poke into um, how you got so good at it. Yeah, first off, thanks for having me on uh, the podcast, Abhishek. And uh, I see that we're somewhat matching as well. Uh, you got more of the floral print. I have the the checkers here. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll just go into a little bit about my story and hopefully it will help your listeners kind of understand where I got to where I was and, and why I'm doing what I'm doing now in terms of uh, writing uh, for you know personal growth and success. So, you know, I, I started off in a very kind of typical like suburban family. Um, you know, my my mom and dad met when my dad was out of the army. Um, he went to school off a GI Bill loan and uh, essentially, you know, they bought a house together in San Jose. Um, and so everything was going really well. It was like the white picket fence situation, you know, two kids and a dog. And uh, they owned a business together in real estate where essentially um, it was a partnership and uh, my dad's partners screwed him over and, and basically took the money and took the business. And, you know, he was so defeated by that, you know, having the pressure of having a family that depended on him uh, and having risking, having to lose his house and all the things he, he owned. Uh, he turned to alcohol, unfortunately, to cope with that. And part of that alcoholism was uh, he, you know, acted out in very kind of emotional, erratic ways. Uh, eventually, putting his hands on my mom and um, uh, you know beating her at one point. And so, you know, at the age of four years old, I saw my parents divorce in a very kind of harsh way. And so, um, my mom took full custody of my brother and I. And I, you know, part of it internally was I, I blamed myself for that marriage ending, um, I think in ways that I didn't quite understand at the time. And so I was, uh, you know, always in, you know, acted out in all kinds of weird ways, I think, when I was going to school, I, uh, you know, would get in trouble all the time. I was like, skipping class, getting in detention. Uh, I was kind of a permanent fixture in the, the detention room. Um, and I later found out that I had undiagnosed ADD as well. And so there's all these things at play where I had a really rough experience in school. Um, I ended up getting kicked out of high school. Um, I was told by, or my, my mother, who is an educator, she's a teacher, was told by my uh, vice principal of the school that basically I'd be in prison one day, right? And so, yeah, it was, it was really rough. I mean, I, uh, you know, grew up in, like, with not a lot of money, you know, barely had enough money for like food and uh, we lived in a trailer park. So I was, you know, sometimes like made fun of at school as like trailer trash and, and whatnot. And so, 
Um, I ended up going to a remedial high school in my senior year. And one day a teacher pulled me aside and he, he, he knew my background. He knew why I was there, but he thought that, you know, I, maybe I, I was capable of a little bit more than my background would have suggested. And so he took me to the library and gave me this book, uh, which was Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. It's one of his first books. And I remember reading that book and I, I read the entire thing in like a, a day or two. And he talks of, and Tony talks about in this book how um, he came from a really rough childhood too. And one day he's in a helicopter going to one of his events that he's speaking at. And he looks at this traffic jam down below. And these are all, this traffic jam is from people trying to get into his event. And he's like, he couldn't believe that how much of his life had changed um, over the course of a couple of decades. And it, it made me think that if I was able to change my mindset, that I could, you know, have more success and I could, I could actually be a winner. And so, you know, I, after I read that book, I, I continued on this journey of the past 15 years, reading as much about like personal growth and success and business as I possibly could. Um, I ended up getting a four-year degree with honors and I had never even gotten like a B before, right? Like a, a C was something I, back in high school, I, I would have thought to be a miracle. Um, I ended up later getting accepted to Berkeley. Of course, that's how we met. Um, and, you know, one thing that happened was, you know, my dad, who you know, I hadn't seen very often since I was a kid, he ended up passing, you know, right before my graduation to Berkeley, uh, which is really tough because, you know, part of my motivation was I wanted to see him and my family to see me as someone who would kind of turn things around. But, you know, I, what I did for him is he was a lifelong smoker. So I, I quit smoking cold turkey because I, I smoke cigarettes as well. I started running and I ended up uh, doing a marathon for my dad. Uh, so, uh, and raising money for uh, the American Stroke uh, Association. So, it kind of came full circle there. And, you know, I went from like hating myself, like kind of the family I came from, to finally finding some degree of acceptance. Um, and the last thing that I'll mention was, you know, when I was going back to school, like one of the things that re I really loved was creative writing. Like, that was one of the classes where I found that if I enjoyed the subject, I could be really successful in it and actually get a good grade. And so I took that reading that I did, the, the journeys along the way, along with that writing to creating this KYB blog, Know Your Best. And uh, maybe we'll talk about that later on, but it's all yeah, about... I, I really appreciate this. Um, and, you know, I would almost... I appreciate just listening and understanding and sh you sharing this, uh, your own journey. Um, and it's... Yeah, I, I've... Um, I guess a journey of transformation almost where, um, and you know, you put it so succinctly, but it's, it's covering so many different years of your life. Um, and, um, along the way, it sounds like you, you've, you've, you know, you've developed tools and now you're also giving back through knowyourbest.com. Um, so I guess would love to sort of hear, um, you mentioned, you know, a book and a mentor that you met. Um, but what are some, you know, self-development tools that you, you started utilizing along the journey um, as well? Yeah, I think it, one of the things that starts with is setting proper goals, right? And um, the first thing before I started setting goals was to think about the, having the right mindset going into it, right? So, so what is, you know, Simon Sinek is, is famous for, you know, starting with why is his book. And I think it's, that's goes for businesses and also in your personal life that, you know, what is the ultimate reason? And oftentimes I think the most powerful ones are, 
not even for yourself. It's not for like a personal, uh, egotistical type of goal. You know, it's, it's like, what can I do with this new position or, uh, wealth or whatever it might be to improve the lives of people around you. So I, I think that's what really motivates people. And so I think with the goal setting, it's like starting with the mindset and then using smart goals, essentially, you know, where, uh, you're going to go through and make sure that you have a proper time frame around it and that you're very specific in terms of what you want. And I'm, I'm trying to remind myself smart stands for situation, uh, uh, measure, uh, action. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. So, um, so I think, uh, let's say your goal was like, I want to be rich is like your express goal. So, you know, you can make that more specific and say, I want to be monetarily rich, right? So I want to be rich in money versus, you know, tradition or, or character. And then to measure it, you would say, well, okay, I'm going to set a specific figure on it. Like, let's say you said, I want to make a, I want to have a million or a billion dollars in my bank account. Then you want it to be attainable, right? And that's where you'd go and say, well, you know, a billion dollars, that's like 0.00002% of the population. Yeah. I got to figure out like how many zeros there are first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. And so then maybe you'd say, I want to make a million dollars, right? Because that's a a much higher likelihood. Um, And then, you know, you, you want it to be relevant to your goals as well. Right. So maybe it's not the money that you're necessarily looking for. It's that financial freedom, right? Because you want to, be able to travel the world or you want to do something that you're really passionate about. And then you want to set that time, that, that T there is for the time-based. Um, so maybe you say that I want to do that within five years or 10 years. And then you would let your, you know, saving and investing strategy dictate that based on that deadline. I really appreciate that. I mean, it makes me think of, uh, it's, you know, even if someone wants a billion dollars, they're, they're setting a vision but then also kind of coming back and making it more real um, through this type of goal setting that you're mentioning. Um, one, te- one technique I'm a big fan of myself is um, you know, taking something like, hey, I want a million dollars, writing that down, and then underneath that writing, I have a million dollars. And just kind of making a mental shift of what it feels like. Um, yeah. kind of like, um, the emotion behind it. Yeah, I, that's, I'll do that with affirmations on a daily basis. Like where one of those will be like, I'm, I'm healthy, wealthy, and happy. Right. And, um, I mean, I guess you could get more specific with it, but I've heard methods where people will walk around with, you know, hundred dollar bills, you know, thousand dollars in their wallet. And I wouldn't maybe suggest that depending upon I'm in San Francisco, there's parts of the city. You might want to do that. Might, might not want to do that in, but I've heard people that will, you know, once a month, you know, when they're on their journey to success, they'll get, you know, like a five-star hotel or something like that. And, uh, you know, maybe if it's just for a day, just to experience what that's like, right? So they have, the more tangible you can make kind of your goals and have them in front of you, the better. You know, I've heard people that if they have a dream home, they'll take a picture of it and they'll put it somewhere where they live, you know, maybe by their bedside. And so they see that every single day. It, it seems less, uh, it seems more tangible. It seems more real. I really appreciate that. And then I know you've you've kind of digested many of these things into an uh, uh, ebook uh, as well, which people can download from knowyourbest.com. Um, 
So I kind of would love to sort of digest into, I know you mentioned 11 strategies in there, but what is your, what is your own favorite technique? Um, yeah. So the one that I like the most is called spaced repetition. So essentially they've done studies that have shown like, you know, you forget, uh, you know, high percentage of something if you just read it once. Right. So this is why like cramming for a test isn't super effective. Right. Because there's no kind of time delay between, um, the different, uh, and you call this space. What? Sorry. Just so. Yeah. It's, it's called spaced repetition, space repetition. All right. Yeah. So, so there was a study by Tel Aviv University that showed that like reactivation induced learning strengthened the student's learning curve. So they're reactivating uh, parts of the brain as they study. And by restudying these topics at specific intervals, you, know, you increase kind of the stickiness in your mind. So uh, one thing you can do is like uh, a lot of apps nowadays, like for studying uh, Quizlet's a super popular one. Um, I think like half of high school students actually use that. Anki's another. And they actually have space repetition built into their apps where what you'll do is basically, um, you know, you study something once and then you'll study it again uh, in a week and then like two weeks and then three weeks. And the more times you repeat that, the more it gets, um, the more it gets kind of entrenched in your long-term memory. And so then is, is the key as you're studying kind of having some space in between so like you study it for a week and then you got to take a little bit of a break or is that? Yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't just like cram everything once, you know, and what and the other aspects of that are, um, you know, you want to continue to test on things that you are, are, are kind of your weak spots. Right. So um, that's another thing those apps will often do, right. Is they'll show you, okay, what are the things that you're missing? Right. And so you can, cause a lot of people kind of fool themselves into like, you know, practicing the things they already know, right? Because it's comfortable. They get that positive reinforcement when they get the answer right. So it's like focusing on the things that you're struggling with, having that spaced repetition where you continue to study it. And I think you can also, another method that works pretty well when you're studying is like the Pomodoro method. It was like famous in the 90s. Everyone got these like tomato shaped timers. But the guy who invented it was like, uh, it was Italian. And uh, you do like 25 minutes of studying on and then you do five minutes of stuff off where you give yourself a break, um, basically a mental break for your, your mind to kind of piece together everything you've just learned. Um, and then your focus definitely improves as you do kind of these, these intervals. I really appreciate that. I mean, and especially in the uh, changing business environment, I mean, I'm thinking about my own, um, like, my own job, I have to always learn new things all the time. Or if I, you know, when I had to, when I switched companies from from a life science company to a medical device company, um, and the space repetition, I think it's 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 which kind of had known about that actually. <laughs> yeah, it's... or maybe doing it inadvertently. I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that, that's a big one, right? And and that's where I think the importance of using really effective learning techniques comes in, right? Because we talk about this at, at Berkeley Haas is this idea of being a lifelong learner. And I think that's certainly true, right? That throughout people's careers, they're not seen at one company for the, for the enti entirety, like maybe our parents and our grandparents might have. So you're constantly changing perhaps industries, right? And sectors. Um, so you're having to learn to do different products, different competitors, uh, different processes. And then you think about all these disruptive technologies that are coming in, um, you know, AI and machine learning and, and all this, like 
it's going to continue to change at such a rapid pace. Um, the, the amount of information that we're taking in has um, gone up significantly since like 20 or 30 years ago. Totally. I mean, I, it, it's the, yeah, it seems like, yeah, information is, is there is, there's so much information out there. Uh, and also like the way people are processing it seems to have changed as well. Um, just how, um, I had a video recording recently of cooking video that was like an hour long and I have a digital marketer. She works on some stuff and she took that an hour long video, made it eight minutes. And I was like, wow, that's where the young people, that's how they're processing it nowadays. Yeah. It's, it's very fast paced, right? It's like these short snippets. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I scrolled past that one. I'm going to have to check out that video. You're making some China masala. Yeah, that's right. Chana Masala. It's, it's, uh, it's probably the most popular video right now on Shake the Cosmos. Um, and I think, you know, about processing and I guess makes me think about like health as well. Um, and how, um, because there is more information out there, like how does health play a role in learning as well? It plays a huge role. Um, I mean, so scientists estimate that the brain is about three quarters water. And so just minor dehydration has been shown to reduce a person's attention span, their memory, as well as their motor skills. Um, and research has also shown that you know, sleep helps us use our memories more adaptively. And so it's really important to stay hydrated, really important to get adequate rest. You know, um, and they, I mean, hours. these are like simple things. They sound simple, uh, but like... Hard to do. Um, hard, what's that? Hard, hard to do consistently. Right. Totally. Yeah, so and what's what I think about it too? Like you don't need a million dollars to um, go to sleep, and also just drink water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, these are things that anybody can do. And uh, there's there's little tricks that I'll do. I know a lot of people have like the large jugs that they'll carry around. Um, there's also apps that you can download that will basically remind you every hour. Uh, uh, I actually just got one, a water reminder app on iOS. Free app, it'll just tell you, you know, drink some more water. And then it will um, it, it will still show you throughout the day how much you should have drank. Um, you know, for, for sleeping, like I recommend like eye mask, earplugs, if you're in a city like me, you probably heard a street sweeper just come by earlier, of course, right when we started recording. Um, so just that can help reduce the, the light that wakes you up as well as, uh, you know, the noise. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate kind of going back to the basics on this and, you know, the power of goal setting, the power of staying healthy. Um, you know, the other thing is, well, what about the mood? How does, you know, okay, well, people say I'm just not in the mood for something. How does that play in learning or is there a way to shift that as well? Yeah. So well, when I say mood, I, I, when I think about mood, I think about like attitude. And so if you're tired, if you're irritated, if you're stressed, that affects your attentiveness, right? So that's why getting adequate sleep, doing like a meditation practice, like I appreciate that we did earlier, um, can really help a lot. Uh, and it's also your environment as well. So, um, you know, you want to be very present when you study, you don't want to get sidetracked by random thoughts. So there's, you know, uh, Chrome extensions and apps you can download that will uh, block uh, social media sites, right? We're all guilty of constantly checking those. Um, I heard one time, um, 
like somebody this is somebody on a Craigslist hired hired somebody to like slap them every time they've been on like a website just to <laughs> reinforce. I've I've heard like punishment based uh things like that, like if where it's like, oh if I don't accomplish a goal, like you're gonna have to donate a hundred dollars automatically to like this political person I dislike. <laughs> Yeah. What's, I mean, what is your perspective on that sort of punishment versus reinforcement when it comes to learning? Or is it kind of like people each to their own? It depends. I've never tried that, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I do think that on the other end, using the carrot it can be really effective. Like uh, where, you know, if you really enjoy like a, a gourmet cup of coffee, you know, maybe like with, when I'm writing uh, for my blog, I'll write for a couple hours uninterrupted. And if I get there, if I get to my word count, I'll like reward myself with that. Um, so I think little things like that, you know, giving yourself like some dessert or something, if that's what, you know, you're craving or, or whatever it is, right. Um, you know, maybe watching like 30 minutes of TV, um, after you've done whatever goal or, or study session for the day that you have. Um, but yeah, I haven't tried the, uh, you know, uh, some, some pain based ones, um, but I know that they can be effective. I mean, there's apps out there where you can do that, where people will hold you accountable, right? You set the goal for the community and you have to donate a certain amount of money if you're not able to reach your goal. So I would encourage people to try that. And that's that's a big part of this, right? Try what try a lot of things out and see what works best for you. So, I mean, and uh, I appreciate, I know we're only covering a few things from your ebook, uh, which people can get on knowyourbest.com. Um, but like, I'd love to sort of, the big thing right now is morning routine. People are just staying at home a lot. Um, I'm having to shift my own morning routine. Um, what is your morning routine or what, what are you aspiring for? Yeah, so... I think it's super important to have a routine, right? It, it sets the tone for the day. And um, if you look at almost any successful person, they they have some sort of routine that, that works for them. Um, you know, I think some are pretty basic, like setting the same time every day to wake up, right? Having a consistent go to sleep and wake up schedule um, in the morning, you know, get fresh, get light immediately, right? Like open the curtains, um, that'll help you wake up faster. Um, a lot of people make their bed every morning. I think that, that was something that was popular, popularized by uh, Naval Admiral uh, William McRaven. I, I, speech. I remember watching the show. Um, what is that show? Like people have to guess like top something and then like, the, like top three things that are popular. Um, but anyways, like one thing like, yeah, it's, it's a habit a lot of people want to do, but they cringe they don't do is making the bed <laughs> yeah it's it'll it takes like 15 seconds but i don't it's it's like folding clothes right it's like <laughs> it's like the last thing you want to get around to or doing dishes but um i, I have this routine that i got from uh this book by hal El, elrod it's called a miracle morning and he has this routine called savers and it's uh it stands for silence affirmations visualizations exercise reading and scribing so you know, silence is the meditation like we did earlier, you know, five to 10 minutes of meditation or prayer, and then affirmations. So there's recorded ones on YouTube that you can get where it's just these I am statements, you know, I am wise, I'm healthy, wealthy, um, getting like five minutes of that in your head. You can do that while you like make breakfast if you want, or, you know, multitask and then visualization. This is like, you can use a visualization board where maybe you'll have your dream house and your, um, 
uh, I don't know, your dream girlfriend or dream boyfriend or whatever it is, right? And like make that present in your mind um, than the exercise, right? Um, so not everyone can get to this in the morning if you have a more lengthier exercise routine, but even doing like some push ups or pull ups in the morning or a little bit of cardio, jumping jacks, whatever it is, um, and then reading something or listening to something positive or informative for like five to 10 minutes. And then lastly, scribing. Uh, there's these five minute um, you know, daily journal apps where you'll just put a few things you're grateful for, maybe some set some intention that you have for the day. Um, so you can do that entire routine and, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. I know it's difficult for some people if they have a job where they have to get up super early or if they have kids, but if you can fit those six things into your day or even a few of those in the morning, it'll, I think it will set your, your day off to a really good start. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm going to be looking at, and I appreciate that how it's kind of centered around just taking care of yourself and through these things, it's not like they're, they're set of set of activities because everybody will have different things they do yeah. to exercise. Like I just go for a walk in the morning sometimes, but somebody might need to go boxing. Um, so yeah. <laughs> depends on how tough of a job you have, right? You might need to <laughs> really let go of some stress or <laughs> maybe if you're just fresh out of a relationship, you gotta punch a bag in the morning. <laughs> oh, totally. I may want to break a bag. Um, <laughs> well, um, I know, um, we covered a lot of ground and I appreciate you sharing um, any, as we're wrapping up here, um, any last minute shout outs or anything you would like to share um, with the folks listening? No, I would just say, you know, thanks for everyone who's tuning in today and uh, we really appreciate it. Um, you know, I, so that you mentioned, you mentioned this ebook, you know, 11 strategies to learn anything faster. So I don't think of that as much of an ebook as kind of like a free guide that I'm giving out to email subscribers. So um, it's uh, essentially, you know, if you want to get weekly updates from my blog that talks about like personal growth, habits, routines, um, all the good stuff, some of the good stuff that we talked about today, um, you'll get a, you'll be part of my email subscriber list and then you'll get that for free. And then I'll be giving out more free things as we go. But um, that's the main one. Yeah. Knowyourbest.com. Um, and, uh, you know, reach out to me, you know, and let me know like how I can help you. Um, if you have any questions, um, you know, I see this as kind of the community where, you know, I'm learning from you and folks, everyone's kind of learning from each other. So I think that's the best way to do it. I appreciate that. And I'm a subscriber myself of uh, knowyourbest.com. Well, uh, Chris, really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Abhishek. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week 